Welcome to Fusion Live, a podcast ministry from young adults to young adults searching for people to connect with and a purpose to live out. We're coming to you from Christian Assembly Church in Eagle Rock, California, and we're excited that you've decided to take this journey with us. Welcome to Fusion Live. We are back with our Daily Bread series. Uh, This morning we are in Nehemiah chapter 3, and we've got a lot of Pretty interesting things to talk about with this chapter. Lots of details and uh, resources will be super helpful as you are reading and kind of learning about this chapter. But we're here to share with you some of the stuff that we've talked about. I'm joined with Lindsay and Jairo this morning. Say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, And I believe Lindsay is going to give us an overview of what Nehemiah chapter three is all about. Yes, we are continuing on Nehemiah who received this information about his hometown, who felt like the Lord was calling him to like step out and get involved and go back and rebuild the wall. And chapter three is titled Builders of the Wall. So here we are. It's been a few months. Some things have happened, but they're building the wall now. And so this chapter starts out just talking about the very first gate. And so the way they kind of describe building the walls is they talk about the gates and the different areas of the wall that people are building. And so it starts out with the sheep gate and who built it and and that they dedicated that gate. And then it goes into the fish gate and who built that and and what that gate's about. And then it goes into the, the old gate. And so it's just working its way kind of around the walls of the city. And towards the, about the halfway point, it starts to get a lot of names and like George built that part and Matt built that part and Levi built that part like it's just like going into like and there's a lot of like his son did it with him or it talks about their different um the kinds of people like the plumbers were building and the Mm -hmm. so it's really a breakdown really identifying like who did which parts and there's so much significance to this and there's so many good things to talk about in this chapter but the the chapter just continues on about how the community came together and different people worked on different sections of the wall. And we kind of wrap up just as they're like a, after Nehemiah has given us this list of everyone who's involved in the parts of the walls they're building. Love it. That's what we're reading in chapter three. And I even, I think some during Devo's I heard this and, and I think maybe other people might feel this way. Like it seems a bit wordy or it seems a bit like there's a lot of names. Yeah. What exactly is going on? But I think some of the observations that were made and some of the things we're going to share here, really, I think there's a lot going on here and there's a lot to take away from Nehemiah's wall. Yeah, for sure. I love like how you mentioned, Lindsay, that the there were like plumbers working on the wall. But then we also read about um, these perfume makers and really like Nehemiah's leadership and how he's kind of organized the building of this wall has included everybody. Like everybody is taking part in rebuilding this wall and it really goes to show like what unifying body can do to create such beauty and strength um you know not just for the body of christ but even on like the tangible side of what this wall represents i just thought that was so cool that like plumbers are working next to perfume makers which is like something you totally wouldn't see even today you know well and i i think Cairo had made the comment and I'm going to steal it, even though you're here with us, of like, <laughs> all good. <laughs> of like, it's just 
this idea that people would want to opt out. Like here's Nehemiah being like, we need to build a wall. And you imagine the perfume makers being like, oh, I don't do that. Yeah. I'm not a wall builder. And there was just a real emphasis on like, as believers, when we work together, we can accomplish big things. Like everyone can be a part. The community needs the wall. So everybody can have a part. And it's just such a, like a powerful picture of like, yeah, there will be a task for every person and every everyone's needed and everyone's like I think that's even why he lists all the names and he goes through all those things. Like everybody was a part of this and I want them to have like the recognition of that. That's yeah. so good. So good. I love that part too, Lindsay, the him listing all the names because it's this idea that like this would have not been accomplished like on my own efforts, like Nehemiah, like this is all like yes, this is Nehemiah's leadership, his vision, the 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 vision that God has put on his heart. But there's also this emphasis in this in this chapter, like Nehemiah would not have accomplished this without literally the list of people like the, the perfume makers, the the plumbers and right. all these people. So, um, yeah, I, I really love how you picked up on that. The other thing, too, that really stood out to me is just, uh, yeah, Nehemiah, um, this is this is a book on leadership. And literally, uh, I don't know, it kind of had me thinking like, God had put this vision because we, we've gone through the first two chapters. God put a vision on Nehemiah's heart. He was heartbroken because uh, the walls had not been rebuilt. Right. And in chapter two, we're, we're visited that two chapters later or four months later, he uh, uh, four months later, he's been praying. He's been uh, fasting and then he gets favor from the king. So in a way, it's like he's been processing through all this. And and it's this personal consecration that he's like going through. And then now it's like in chapter three we see everyone's on board with him like with the mission and and in a way like i feel like that that personal consecration that favor that he had been praying for uh it actually drew people to him and it's contagious like um so in a way i think that's like a a big application for us like you know for for anyone that that's in leadership or any or like you're in a supervisor role wherever wherever you may be at is like um just know like whatever God's called you, he's put you there and, and you're in a contagious role where you can attract people where your God's favors over your life. So, and right here we, we see that like that he draws people that would like who, whose profession would not be in line with the task that that was ahead of them. Like mm. you have perfume makers, like rebuilding walls, like how, <laughs> like that doesn't line up with your profession. Like I would have been hiring, like where are the construction workers? Like where are the, where are the people who uh, are specialized in architecture or like the engineers? Like these are the people I would have like hired, but no, like they have like the people like the most random professions, but um, it just kind of goes to show that God is looking for those that are just would make themselves available. He's not looking at our talents or our, or our appearance. He's just looking as like, Hey, like, are you willing? And, and if, yeah, like, okay, well come help us build these walls. So, so yeah. That's so good. I love that question of, are you willing? And, just like doing things with an open hand, you know, and even an open heart and like trusting what God would be doing in that and how he can use you in whatever ways that he has planned. And so that was so good, Hiro. I also love there's this little bit of a reference to people doing repairs on their homes and the wall around their homes or near their homes. And there's it's a small takeaway but i think it's impactful in our lives and applying it to ourselves of nehemiah the city is in ruins the wall is in ruins 
but he had the wisdom and the foresight to be like, well, fix up your house and then fix up the wall next to your house, behind your house, whatever that looks like. Because he like knew like what they need to, you got to like take care of your stuff so that you can be a worker on the wall. And, and just how true that is to our story in our lives. Like first I want to manage my situation, my steward, my finances, steward, my house and then be a part of what the community's doing and just how often you know we like leave behind our situation and run to be a part of building the wall mm-hmm. and I just love that he highlights that and you see it several times he says first they did the repairs on their own house then they did the wall the section of the wall that they were assigned yeah I love that serving and loving well towards others happens from the outpour of what you've been filled with and as you're spending time with the Lord and and refilling yourself you know we talk a lot about that with rest and with Sabbath and and that's that sort of thing um from there and the filling of your own soul and your heart is where the outpour of then serving and loving on others just it's just done so well and out of joy rather than, oh, I have to do this kind of thing. It's a, I get to do this kind of experience that it turns to. We have um, a couple of the gates listed here, almost all of them, or maybe all 10. They, the idea that the gates are for specific things. So I mentioned in our podcast yesterday that we're going to be looking at the wall of, of Jerusalem and the gates and what goes in and what goes out. And there's a lot of like documentation and a lot of people believe that that God was using these pictures of the gates to like minister to us to help us understand and that these gates are talking about a city about a place but they're also talking about a person and like that we have walls and boundaries in our lives and we have gates and we let things in and out and we can look at these gates to kind of like look at our own story and so the first gate is the sheep gate And this is the first gate that was built and it's about the sheep and the animals coming in and out Mm -hmm. and why it's so important is because they want to be able to do sacrifices to the Lord. And so they dedicate this gate and they bless it and they, everything that comes through it is going to be under that like holy, like this is a lamb we can bring and sacrifice. And the picture that this is the first thing we do is that we find God and we sacrifice and we get right with God. And then we even know that the story goes on in the future and Jesus says, I am the lamb and you no longer have to sacrifice those things and that you, you know, you can have a gate and you can open it to me. Like I'm at the door knocking, open the door, let me in. And so there's just some fun little facts as you're reading. It's in the beginning of chapter three, but they dedicate this gate. It's always unlocked. There's no bars that are shut the the sheep gate is never closed to anyone i love that and so the the truth for us is that at all times in any place in any situation if someone's wanting to know about jesus if someone's wanting to receive jesus that that my gate's open i will make time for you i will explain that to you i will walk with you because we've learned and through some of the imagery that that the sheep gate never locks it's never closed so good oh i love that lindsay because it's just i think it's just so uh just goes back to that idea like it's almost selfish to not to withhold the good news from someone else like it's so selfish like when we think holistically of everything that jesus has done for me like just you as a person 
like it'd be selfish for you not to tell someone else about it. Like it, if when you think of it in that, in that lens, and I love that, like my gates are always open to tell you about Jesus. And um, yeah. And I think we've been talking a little bit about that, like with boundaries and stuff, like, you know, like our society says like, why do you have your walls up, bro? Like, you know, like I think so. I forgot who brought this up. It might've been uh Jordan this morning, but like, that's like a big thing in our culture. Like people says like, why do you have your walls up? And, and in a way, like, um, I think there's unhealthy walls in our lives, but there's also healthy walls. The scripture yeah. tells us all the time that guard your heart because everything flows from there. So in a way, God instructs us to guard our hearts, but um, in a healthy manner. And um, and and I just think like when, you know, gates is just such a beautiful like, I don't know, when I think of a gate like that to me is the healthy wall because yeah. it's yeah. like because I could close it at any time right? Like, Hey, this is, this is where I go. Like, this is, this is where it stops. Okay. Wait, this is a healthy thing for me. So I'm allowed into my life. So So I think of it that way too, like kind of just trying to picture of a gate, um, walls. It's like, it's going to take a while for you to kind of hop right. It's like at any time you can open it and and close it as you please. So that's good. Mm -hmm. I love that. And even that God is, wanting us to open and close like that that's a part of our story that we're going to have a wall god tells us to have boundaries but he also invites us to have openness and close times and there's things that go out of the gates there's things that we want to let into the gates and there's a real responsibility to like manage that and i don't know if you've ever talked to someone who has high walls like and maybe no gates you know like that kind of like those people they are very alone they're very Mm -hmm. they're like behind a big wall and so it's such a good picture it's so good it it reminds me of that phrase you know when people say like oh you're so closed off you know it's like man that's such a such an example of having these walls without the gates and i believe you know what the lord what we hear or read in scripture with guarding our heart because everything we do flows from it like the only way something can flow from it is if you have the gate like there has to be a gate for flowing to actually take place and so that's that's the healthy walls that we're allowed to build i think yesterday we talked a lot about boundaries and vulnerability and um, just to be able to do the heart checks of these gates into our own lives of, or these walls into our own lives and where are the gates that we are allowing things and are being vulnerable and then knowing when it's not the right time to share or this is just time with the Lord at first before you take that next step kind of idea. Yeah, and so I just love good. that. And I, I love how, I love that, Manakshi. The only way something can flow if there's like a gate or some type of opening and I'd even go as far as to say like healthy boundaries can only happen in the context of community. Like it, it can only like in this chapter, we learn about that. Like, you know, it's, it's chapter of leadership, but also chapter of community. Like these people like are doing life together, building gates with each other. And it's like, I think this is like, this is what church looks like. It really, this is what church looks like. This is the body of Christ for us to uh, lay our lives down for each other, to do life with each other, to be vulnerable, to have those healthy moments of like vulnerability and stuff so i love that but you know if there's one thing that we can take away from this chapter is that uh number one this is a chapter of leadership and this is a chapter of uh are we willing are we willing to be a part of the mission that god has placed before us and um one of the things we love to say is that uh is is first samuel 16 7 it says that god does not look at man looks at the appearance but god looks at the heart so um 
So I want to I want to leave you with that this morning is that God is not looking at for our talents. He's not looking at our abilities. He's not looking at our resume. God is just looking for our simple yes. Like, hey, do you want to be on mission with me? Do you want to do you want to partner with me uh, for the mission that I've placed before you? So um, so we'll catch you guys on the next one. Thanks for listening to Fusion Live. If you are interested in getting connected with us, follow us on Instagram at CAFusion and DM us with any questions or Zoom information.